So now we're talking the podcast where three men listen to. I wanted to say attempt, attempt, <laughs> but we're still three men. Fucking, we will. Three men are fucking ten percent of the way through the a uh, hundred. Now that's what I call music UK series yeah. CDs. Yeah, so yeah. we share our, our thoughts, our quips, yeah, and our, our loves and and loads with you. Lucky yeah. people. We are now up to now ten. Yeah. Talking about disc one of now ten. Big ten. So Big ten. on this disc, you hear Kiss singing about crazy, crazy nights. Harry, what's what's a crazy night for you? What these days? Uh maybe when you were about twenty and then and then one now. Alright. Oh, uh I don't know about the say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some illegal activity. Yeah, this isn't well. good. This isn't a good question. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Modern no. one. Yeah, they're all valid questions. What's, <laughs> what's a crazy night for you now? Uh, not editing the podcast. That's yeah. Go fucking crazy and have like four beers. Wow. Four whole <laughs> yeah. beers. Yeah. I might go and sit in Ollie's shed and have yeah. four beers. That's oh. Yeah, that gets fucking mental, mate. <laughs> Martin, what's a crazy night for you? I don't know, really. It's crazy night. A crazy, crazy night. A crazy, crazy night. Probably one of the craziest nights I remember was when we went to the Zappanali Festival and yeah. got blackout drunk in about 20 minutes. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that the other day. I, I ate meat. Made you, well, apparently I made you. I'm not well, sure. I don't I remember. Don't remember I, but people said apparently I was the one that convinced uh, you right. to eat meat. <laughs> There's a big hole in my memory from when one band started and then when my memory kicks back in, we're already buying the hot dog and you t- open your wallet upside down and all your money falls out. <laughs> and then I fell, o- I fell over trying to get my wallet out of my pocket because I was so drunk I couldn't even stand up. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. Crazy night now is if I'm up past midnight, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, I was well, up till one o'clock. On a weekend, I might stay up till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't often stay up late anymore. Uh, oh, there you We're go. Fuck a bunch of old men, ain't we? <laughs> what was a crazy night for you, Ken? Well, uh, well these days it's quite quiet, really, you know, but uh, cool. 87 when uh, now 10 was out <laughs> bloody hell I tell you those were the ecstasy years <laughs> it only just been you know it's just come to Australia and uh, we were discovering all this great dance music and stuff you know like uh, Steve Silk Hurley kind of oh Christ I can't remember most of the late 80s because of that it was great <laughs> Kent certainly knows how to large it yeah yeah yeah, he is. You've got to try and rein him in, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, he did, he banged, did a couple of uh, pills once on, on an episode. One <laughs> 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 when he was really drunk. Yeah. 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 He knows how to enjoy himself. So, time for a history lesson. Yeah, well, Now Tim was released on the 23rd of November 1987. Straight to number one. Standard. Standard. Yeah. Quadruple platinum. It's yep. not. It's not worthy of an individual article on Wikipedia, though. Is it? No, it's not notable. No, no. Quadruple platinum album isn't individually notable if it's no. part of a series. 
so that you just, can't have like it's every artist album's a part of a series aren't they the, the yeah. series that's been released by them I just don't get it no I don't understand why they took them down we just might as well just have one one article on there planet earth <laughs> <laughs> you know these are some of the most important things that have ever been created by man in our series <laughs> this was preceded by what well, not Rick, Rick Astley's album Whenever you need somebody. Okay, so we're yeah, we're deep in the high energy years now then. Yeah. He was a big yeah. he was another stock Aiken and Walkman yeah. guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one for six weeks. Kept old hit seven off the top spot. Yeah. Get out of the way. Get out of way. But it was uh, finally knocked off by wet, 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 popped in, sold out. Sold like S O U L. Yeah, almost like the WCW pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't realise wet, wet, wet. Well, I did see ahead that they were there, but before I saw that they were on this album, I didn't realise they were such an early thing. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been around a bit before the interminable number one that they had in the nineties. I think they're still going, aren't they? Who? Wet, wet, wet. Yeah, one of them left. They're just called wet, wet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we've had exactly eight months to the day since uh, now nine. Yeah, since then we've had uh, Euro Disney signing up to uh, signing the agreement to wow. make Euro Disney in Paris between Michael Eisner and Jacques Chirac. Jacques Chirac. Yeah. Good name, isn't it? Yeah, way better than what's the one now. That's what I don't Sarkozy. know. Montague or something. No. <laughs> Sarkozy's been and gone, hasn't he? What Sarkozy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like French politics. Oh, it's that one that shouted at a teenager because he called him Matey Boy or something. <laughs> they just called him like a shortening of his name, and he's like, "No, you don't. You can't do that, mate." Tony Blair wouldn't have done that, would he? Unless, well, maybe he'd be like, yeah, "A already, tone, a tone, <laughs> come over here." Already, he already was shortening his name. Exactly, now. Anthony Blair. Yeah, it's his full name. Yeah, he didn't care, did he? Swashbuckling Mr. Blair with all his new ideas. <laughs> we'll get to him. <laughs> It'll be a while, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. March 29th, WrestleMania 3. Oh, the iconic one. That's the classic. Yeah. Not Andre and Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, March the 30th, we've got the 59th Academy Awards. Everyone wore black on the uh, runway. No, I didn't. <laughs> things like that in them days did they well best picture went to Platoon yeah, yeah that's pretty good yeah it's a good and picture yeah it's pretty good isn't it got Oliver Stone got director gone for that the best actor was Paul Newman quite late in the 80s yeah. yeah I was thinking Randy Newman for a second there I was like what but yeah. no they're different people and he played Fast Eddie Felsen in The Colour of Money short film wasn't it what's The Colour of Money well, where, where, what country? Uh, America. Well, green. Fast Eddie Felsen is yeah, New York is green. green. No, they just go. The they, they show did, all did the different colours of money. That's why it's so long. <laughs> all of the world's different colours yeah, of money. In India, it's kind of orangey brown. Like, when you play Monopoly, yeah. you've got a variety of colours. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a sort of long infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> But he was amazing <laughs> in it. <laughs> he was. He deserved that award. It's just his hands. <laughs> Best actress was Marley Matlin. Don't really know her. What film? Uh, Children of a Lesser God. She played Sarah Norman. Yeah. Yeah. All of that means nothing to yeah. me. Blast from the Past Best Supporting Actor Michael Caine oh, yeah. Michael Caine yeah, Michael for Caine. Hannah and Her Sisters 
as Elliot Daniels. Hannah and her sisters? Was yeah. that a Woody Allen joint? It, well, yes, it was, because <gasps> supporting actress Diane West, Hannah and her sisters. Okay, perhaps it's just because I've not watched lots of Woody Allen. I'm sure lots of other people know it. <laughs> Yeah, and then best original screenplay was Woody Allen for Hannah and her sister. Wow, see, yeah, it was sort of like sister sister. Oh, like, so yeah, yeah. Oh, like, now I'm interested. Pop. Yeah, it was like something you might see on Trouble. <laughs> Just feature them. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. God, I used to like that. I bet they're, they're bringing it back. No, they're not. Yeah. What are they going to be like? Old. One's a, one's a lawyer and one's like a fucking drughead. <laughs> that <laughs> would be good. Yeah. yeah. One was really off the rails and one was like proper straight. <laughs> so that's what they were like, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. What they were like. There's... Here's the music ones. The best original score was Around Midnight by Herbie Hancock. Oh, I didn't know Herbie Hancock was an Oscar winner. No, yeah, well, he is. Apparently he is. Beat Aliens, that one, dude. Best original song, Take My Breath Away by Berlin Ugh. for Top Gun. No way. Yeah, no way. Sure, there's better songs on the Top Gun soundtrack, right? Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, but was that originally? Ah, uh, it's got to be written for the film. Uh, it has to be. It mustn't even include any elements from something that's already been released. Okay, I don't know. I don't know the history of the Top Gun. Yeah, Platoon got, I guess, Best Sound. Uh, that got four Oscars. Hannah and My Sisters got three. Room of the View got three. And Aliens got two. Aliens got two yeah. Oscars? Aliens got a couple wow. of something. Special effects? Yeah, I think it was something like that, yeah. April 19th, Simpsons debuted on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, yeah. So she's fucking Eight come seven. a long way since, like, now too, hasn't she? She's yeah. got her own show in America. Stop singing. Oh, the, the shorts, not the main... Not yeah, the no, shorts. yeah, the weird shorts. They look really like weird. Like, Bart, get over here! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. <laughs> really weird. Uh, when we were talking about Tracy Ullman, did we talk about the court case that she had? Recently, I think she tried to... Sue the Simpsons because she felt she got should have got more credit for hosting the shorts on her show, like she was a co-creator or something, which she wasn't. Uh, it was a bit of a desperate cash grab, really. Yeah, uh, what a bitch! Oh, Tracy, what are you doing? I don't know. I just want some more money in that. May twenty second, first ever Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. Which but what first ever what? Yeah, in 87. I would have thought, surely Ruggers has been around for years. Yeah, but only a few countries were bothering with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many countries in the World Cup? Eight? Uh, <laughs> in this one, God, I don't know. Like, there probably weren't that many. Fuck. Because they sort of add them every four years as more. Okay. I, I just would have thought the Rugby World Cup would have existed for years and years and yeah. years. Yeah, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, they just used to do like the ash, well, not the ashes, the ashes, <laughs> the ashes of rugby. <laughs> they used to do, they just did like Six Nations and stuff like that, and test test matches and weird little tours and things. Okay, yeah, it just wasn't organised along them sort of mm. lines. Yeah, then John Alamo came along. <laughs> John Alamo came along, and trampled <laughs> over everyone. Fucking hell! Oh, fucking fucked them up. <laughs> uh, May twenty eighth, an eighteen year old West German pilot, Matthias Rust, evades the Soviet air defences and lands a private plane in Red Square during the Cold War. Wow! Fucking hell, mate! He was detained. And released over a year later. After some beatdowns, probably. After lots of beatdowns, <laughs> yeah. Is his surname Rust? No, his name was Matthias Rust. Oh. Yeah, yeah. that's good. He may have been selling Rust. Yeah, but, like, would you want to fly in a red square with a plane full of rust? This guy did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a plane full of rust because he was in it. <laughs> wow, that's mental. Yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting fucking, what the fuck was he up to? Yeah. Uh, I think he was like doing some sort of activist thing or just going, oh fucking, let's see, like the guy that went in, in the Queen's bedroom just to show that it could yeah. be done. Perhaps he's just, because well, he was mental, I'm not really sure. He was just doing some money. dog jolly shit. It's like, yeah, that would yeah. be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine the faces. He was punking, he was punking. He was punking, yeah. <laughs> oh, June the 11th. Thatcher was re-elected oh, again. Fuck sake. Again. If it happens again, I'm leaving. They oh, didn't keep their promise, did they? They stayed. UB40 stayed. I don't know. Have we got any more UB40 coming up until the 90s? No. The day after Thatcher was re-elected, Reagan thought, I better do something here. So he's made his famous Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. Yeah. I don't think he was pointing at the actual wall at the time. <laughs> this wall, he flew over. Yeah. He this said, one. He said that famous thing, and the answer was, eventually, yes. Eventually. Yeah, but it took another couple of years, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's a big operation. On June the 30th, Canada introduces the Lodi! The what? The what? It's like a $1 coin. Oh. What's it called in a non-Italian accent? <laughs> loony. The loony. Yeah. They trust loony. trust Canada to have Fucking a coin called the loony. Mental. Wow. We pay for things in loonies. Hey. Loonies. Fucking hell. We're crazy. Looney tunes. I hope they had like yeah, Bugs Bunny and uh, Taz on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're Tazos. Yeah. The loony tunes are just Tazos. The loon. Tazos. You could like connect them together as well. <laughs> they slot together. No, I happen to know that Tazos actually are legal tender in Canada. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Uh, in Papua New Guinea, they use pogs as money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kiwis are worth more. Kiwis are a quid. <laughs> <laughs> July the 11th, world population reaches 5 billion peeps. We've smashed that now. We have smashed it. Yeah, fucking hell. Good old days, eh? 7.6 now, I think. Yeah, those are the good old days. Yeah, there was a lot more room, wasn't there? Yeah, it's really spacious, wasn't it? You hardly ever saw anyone, did you? (laughs) (laughs) On July the 1st, the Docklands Light Railway was opened in London by the Queen. Ooh. Uh, It's the first driverless railway in Great Britain. I didn't know that it didn't have a driver. I've got on there a few times not knowing that there's no one driving. To be honest, I just nodded there, but uh, I didn't realise. I've been on it, I didn't realise there wasn't a driver. How does it it even work? I don't don't understand. Does someone have a remote control? Like... The fact how are they doing are making, it? They didn't have Google in them days. But yeah, people are, are making a noise about driverless cars now, and we've had driverless trains for years. <laughs> yeah, it's because people like driving. Yeah, but trains are on rails. Yeah. Driverless cars can go anywhere, across a fucking field. Yeah, still, like, I mean... And it's because people don't like the idea of driverless cars because they like to drive, and like buying fancy cars and driving. Yeah, no one likes driving a train. Like, you wouldn't know what to fucking do, would you? <laughs> Plus, it's really, it's, yeah, it's pretty dull yeah. driving a train. Driving cars is pretty fun. I guess That's why was. everyone was doing it in the 80s in their videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September 13th, the Goyania accident. It was just another one that was interesting on Wikipedia. Some metal scrappers were scrapping, finally they got some kind of old shit from a hospital and there was like a radiography machine and it had a load of radiation stuff in it. Yeah. And... Uh, they opened it all up, all up. It caused the worst urban radiation accident ever. This wow! Was in, this was in uh, the county of Goya. I don't think it's a county, but like county Goya, the province of Goya in Brazil. 
Yeah. Big old radiation accident. You don't really hear about that though, do you? No. I like, think it's because like there's been way up. more massive ones, but they weren't right in the middle of a city. Yeah. October the fifteenth to the sixteenth was the in the immortal words of Michael Fish. There's not a hurricane coming to Britain, oh, so don't wow. worry. <laughs> oh, he was wrong with it. The great storm of 87. God, oh, bloody hell. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. Britain, uh, no. Too young, but... Younger than you, mate. Yeah, it was, I was too young, but it was bad. Loads of trees went down. Loads of people got killed. But nothing was damaged as much as Michael Fisher's reputation. Yeah, but he was right. It wasn't a hurricane. I was yeah, it was just a big wind. Well, it wouldn't have been classified as a hurricane by the time it gets to us. It's like lost enough of its power not to be, but it was still a big old fucking storm. But yeah. So Fishy's right. Technically, he was right. He won't lie to you, mate. Yeah, but that's what everyone knows him for now. It's like Barrymore, you know. Yeah. You can't I, mean, I don't think he down. said, it'll be fucking mild winds, don't even worry about it. In fact, leave your doors and windows open, it's going to be fine. Like, he probably still was like, it's going to be fucking windy, boys. That's how they used to do it in the 80s, isn't it? <laughs> boys! <laughs> Like, fuck me, it's the fucking weather in it. Oh, it's gonna be shit. Well, they jumped between floating <laughs> maps of the UK in, uh, in a bit of water. Yeah, oh, the canal yes. Was, I love that. that. Amazing. And there was a yeah. bloody streaker once, wasn't there? Yeah, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to love watching oh. it. Like, it was sort of like watching so a kids' program. I was so excited when the weather came on <laughs> yeah. this morning. And there was like the guy jumping around <laughs> on the, the floating. He fell in once, didn't he? It was it amazing. One time, yeah. naked man ran yeah. on. I think he fell in a couple of times. I think yeah. probably after the first one, they were probably like, oh, that good. Yeah. they like that, we'll keep doing that. <laughs> so you had to get to Ireland and everyone go, whee! <laughs> Golden teeth. Oh, dear. Well, October the 19th, Black Monday, the world stock market crash. Nasty shit. It's all starting to go wrong. The yuppie dream is starting to melt oh. and everyone's going, what should we do with ourselves? How are we going to afford cocaine? I oh, know. <laughs> We're going to have to go to these some discotheques and take some different kinds of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to start. <laughs> October 23rd, Lester Piggott got three years in prison for tax evasion. I didn't know he was in prison for three years. I just know him as a very old jockey in the 90s. I don't even know well, who he is. Well, they knew how to do shit in the 80s. They're not banging in and up for tax evasion now, are they? No, because you just avoid it now. November 22nd, the Max Headroom broadcast signal intrusion incident uh, that we've yeah. talked about before. Uh, it was WGN-TV and WTTW that signals were hijacked and uh, Mr. Man came on and did his weird... Stuff like that. Yeah. And that is it. I'm going to do the 1987 Brit Awards at the end because they happened in March as well yeah. or February. Ooh. Yeah. Are we get them at the end of this or are we get them before the. We're next getting one? them at the end of this and then I'm probably do Hatches, Matches, and Dispatches next episode. Ooh. Yeah. So the Now 10 cover. It's a, it's a nice it's, one. It, the, the, the bingo balls have now got sort of a, a neon. Neon effect on the letters. I like that. Ten. So you've still got the lightning bolt that sort of comes down and then has that circle music, and it looks like a like a night sky. Yeah, with a nice cool. fade from a sort of purple to blue to black as you go up. Oh, I, nice. I did like the fake book effect on nine. This well, is a classier effect. Yeah, this I is think. simple, classy. The colours are very nice. I like it. It's my favourite now cover so far. Yeah. Have you seen it? You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Well, it's alright. 
Name a better nail one so far that you've seen. Um, ten nails. Something to recall the sudden flash on the website through the flash animation where it goes from yeah. one to a hundred. <laughs> one was just the one like with the, the big fucking pig with all the shit going oh, on. That was funny. That was horrible. It was like like bingo balls. And I like the pig like with the shirt. That was uh, yeah, a nice. No. This is classy. Yeah, now, I think it's now five. Pig with a shirt. That's my one. <laughs> I like now ten. Classy, classy night sky. Yeah. Well, let's get talking about the contents. Okay. Barcelona. It was the first night that we met. Barcelona. How could you never forget the moment that you stepped into the room you took my breath away? Track one is yeah. Freddy, our old friend Freddy, 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 Freddy Mercury, and Montserrat Cabal. Yeah. Cavalli. Is it Akabai? Akabai? Akabai. Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Akabai with Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, a very recent death watch here. Yes. We are recording this on the 11th of October and she died on the 6th of October. Yeah. Born in 1933. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, she had a pretty good innings then. Better than Freddy's, yeah. Well, Better than David Gowers as well, isn't it? No, 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 19, 19, no, no, I've heard this song before, but I didn't really remember it that well. So that's a little bit disappointed, to be honest. It's still an alright song. I think the juxtaposition of <laughs> Freddie Mercury's nice singing and the opera singing, which was good, but it just sounded weird when they'd like sing together and she'd sort of warble over. Well, yeah. They did a whole album. Really? Yeah, yeah this is... That was a deal breaker for her. She wanted to do a whole album. This was going to be for the Barcelona yeah. Olympics, which didn't happen until '92. But they had to get yeah. their song submission in early. Yeah, four years in advance. Because yeah, I remember be. this. I sort of remember this song being a kid. So I guess it was used at the Olympics. It was, as well. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I have to admit, I'm not a fan of opera singing. I find it really a bit incomprehensible in terms of the the actual enunciation of yeah. it. And just she's not as bad as some others, but sometimes it's just like. That's the note there, right there in the middle. Stop yeah. wavering about either yeah. side of it. It's all melody, no like diction or anything, is it? Yeah. It's all like sort of sacrificed for the Lord doing all this weird stuff. Yeah. I'd like to hear the demo because he apparently she didn't have a lot of time, so he recorded yeah. it and he sung the opera part in his falsetto voice. Yeah. Oh, I but bet that sounds much better. I'd love to hear. Yeah. I bet it sounds better. And it's got some classic Freddie Mercury stacked vocal harmonies as well. <sighs> Him singing. Uh-huh. I don't mind the song though. I like the kind of yeah, the right. of it, the orchestral nature of it. But I'd rather hear a version by Queen with a sweet bit of Brian May. Yeah. There. But he was too busy out saving badges and looking yeah. at the sky at night. Google it. it. Looks like well, you can like... listen to the early Freddie Mercury demo nice. online. Yeah. So I'll do that later. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was really impressed with her control that she had over her voice. Wasn't he? He's like, oh, when they did a bit where you go all quiet and it fades out, she didn't move from the mic at all. She just stayed, but she just made her voice quiet. And he's like, oh, that's really hard to do. Like. Really good, so he, he would have really liked Tay's on day, wouldn't he? <laughs> Move away from the mic when he breathes in. Clever. <laughs> the video for this was pretty. From the start, I thought it was going to be something special. There's lots of people, and they look like they're like glow sticks or something, like light up things in the crowd. And I was like, oh, this could be nice. And then pretty much, it's just them on a stage. 
Yeah, I'll accept that, though. Singing. You know, it's alright, but it's not anything. Because, you know, Freddie's a great showman. Yeah. She's a sort of well-respected... Quite a lot of pretty thing, really, unremarkable videos of people just playing on stages from what I saw of the videos on this. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose they had to get out, get out, didn't they? Didn't have yeah. four years, like, you know. They probably made a better one for the Olympics, you know, all about... But Guys jumping over Barcelona hurdles. and stuff, yeah. No, it's Freddie and Monster out. It's a run through Barcelona while doing all the sports. It's amazing. Pick up a javelin and throw it. Hurdles over the steeplechase. Uh, I like the it when they... Do, I, I bet it's funny, the clip where they're sumo wrestling each other. Yeah, oh, oh, well, she has him fucking... Yeah, like three seconds straight out. in half. <laughs> Oh, I'd like I'm surprised to see that. that this was a hit, really, because it's such a weird hybrid of styles. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected to, I, to have really caught on. I sort of feel like it's just the Freddy effect, where it seems yeah. like anything Queen and Freddy do is big back well, then. Yeah. When I was four or five, I uh, ate a big bowl of milky cereal at the breakfast table and then drank a big glass of blackcurrant squash and vomited all over the table. And that, that's what that should be the effect here, really. It's like. The opera, <laughs> Freddy's the cereal, should result in vomit. Yeah, yeah. It even should now, curdle. even to this day, I uh, if I'm if I'm <laughs> so gross, <laughs> I won't drink in the morning. If I have a bowl of milky cereal, I have to have. I can drink water. That's all right. If I'm going to drink a, a different drink, like a juice, I put a, a buffer in there, usually a bit of bread. And I recently <laughs> found out that my sister does the same thing because she was sitting next to me at the table. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'll never get caught out like that. Can <laughs> bread buffer ever? Bread buffer? Where does this idea come from? Sounds like you just might be eating cereal and drinking squash too quickly, I think. <laughs> I think I was, but Just me. pace yourself and you won't need your bread buffer. <laughs> Is that your family is like I like the sausages and I like the peas but when they get together I'll stick bread well eat one bread buffer <laughs> bread buffer sausages <laughs> yeah, you must eat a lot of bread yeah. you've got a major chicken soup and a packet of skittles have a bread buffer in between because you'll fucking puke if you don't that's what it's been so far <laughs> The bread buffer. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this was a UK number eight. Oh, what? It's the first song? Yeah. And in Ireland, that was Arsaw number eight. Arsaw number eight. And we have by no means heard the last of this song. Is that it? Didn't even Ken? No. Barcelona, we go to a restaurant off Broadway oh. in the song Rent by the Pet Shop Boys. There we go. We sort of leap up and out and up and down like in Google. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pretty bored of Neil Tennant's voice, I have to admit. It's so droll. Uh, I don't mind his voice. I think it's alright. I think it needed a bigger chorus. It, the chorus is just like, oh, there you go. Little yeah. shrug on the end there. He's a little punchline that isn't that funny. He sings know? like um, you had to sing when they recorded things through a big horn and you had to sort of go, I don't want to set the world on fire. And like, all your, like notes had to be like really honky because you had to like make it cut through everything else. Yeah. It's, it's pretty honky. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a pretty unremarkable song. Yeah. I just don't think it's as clever as, as no. they think it yeah. is. Yeah, and I mean, if you're writing like, you know, it's supposed to be this really great pop song, right? You should be writing spoken word parts as your verses. It's a cop-out. Yeah. I just, obviously, people just like having the same thing over and over again, because I thought that even before doing this podcast... Now, I'd hear a Pet Shop Boys song, I'd be like, well, it just sounds like every other Pet Shop Boys song. Yeah. The last song we heard by them. Come no. take a ride oh, yeah, with like, the dogs tonight. I was thinking of the one before that, though. Let's make lots of money. Oh, yeah. Because uh, this one's, you know, these love singing about money. Yeah. They hate money the so much. Yeah? Why do they fucking stop earning loads as a successful pop band? <laughs> Pricks. Stop moaning about it. No, he's not moaning about it. He's saying it's good that he... He gets caviar and stuff, and you know that's the only reason he's with this yeah. person is because they pay the rent. I mean, we've all been yeah, there. He's been we? cynical about it. He's not actually loving that, is he? I think he just always sounds cynical. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? It must be because he worked on Smash Hits. Yeah, that makes Did he? cynical. Wouldn't yeah, it? I've said, I'm sure I said this before. He was the editor of Smash Hits, and he left to do the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, I'd like to Does that mean that he he was friends with Simon Mills? Was he Smash It? Oh, he might well... Yes, I remember very clearly, actually, li- uh, living with... Yes, we lived together. <laughs> oh, it was 24 hours a day. You wouldn't believe it. Um, you know, for a magazine who produces such bubbly pop music facts and little, you know, most of the time we were just listening to them and writing the lyrics down <laughs> to print in the magazine. Oh, it's the most fucking dysfunctional company I've ever worked for. Oh, yeah. He's got some, some Mills, he's got some good stories about, like, yeah. It was all, 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 all little sugary pop magazine, but they all fucked up the people that were Oh, I bet. It. Oh, yeah. Ted and him living together. That was the party house, wasn't it, Simon? Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, you know, we used to play up to three games of Scrabble a night. <laughs> Millsy. Millsy is in his room. <laughs> Millsy thinks everyone else is getting fucking debauched. I'd have the occasional spritzer. I have to admit, I've went crazy a few nights and had a couple. You should have started a pop career of your own, Millsy. Yeah. You could have done, not you? Yeah, that'd be cool. You have the insider knowledge. I I can't, I can't uh, play any instruments, and I'm tone deaf, so uh, that wouldn't work. I'm I'm afraid. What would your band? So is Neil Tennant, the Green Grocers Men, the the Supermarket Lads, (laughs) Big Abacus. (laughs) No, it'd be called the um, the music band who makes sufficiently uh, music of a high enough quality for you to enjoy. That is a good name. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. we're talking about <laughs> Pet Shop Pet Boys. Shop Boys Rent. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, people thought this song was sort of about a rent boy or like a kept man, but Tennant wasn't thinking about that. His mind wasn't in the gutter thinking about that. Well, it was sort of, well, well I watched the video, wasn't it? It was wasn't about it? a kept woman, like, yeah, it was. sort of like a mistress of the Kennedys or uh, something. That's see. what he had in mind. He flipped it round. In, yeah, in the the shouldn't have called it Rent, really, should he? Fucking in the video, idiot. it was, uh, yeah. yeah. I noticed it was a lady. Yeah, it's just not very remarkable, is it? No. no. But, well, it was remarkable enough that Liza Minnelli decided she wanted to cover it. Really? Yeah. And uh, hearing about this cart of the Unstoppable Sex Machine, we're like, well, we've got to do one as well. Wow. We've got to do a cover as well. Cart of USM. I've seen Cart of USM. Oh, yeah. 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 <coughs> played in Norwich thing. Yeah, Al Sanctuary, I think it was. Or was it? Might have even been the marquee back then. Oh, did you notice who was in the it's video? Who the posh man was? It's so it's sort of like what is it like? 
Tennant's just sort of a chauffeur for this posh lady who's kind of trying to get the attention of this this posh man and she goes to like a posh party posh things happen yeah it's posh so, yeah it's posh uh, ironic though you know yeah somehow and uh, the the big posh guy is actually like crazy Lord Longley you know the guy that runs Longley is this, uh, what's the yeah. name Lord Bath or something is it Lord Bath he's got like several Lord different Chandler. he's like the 13th Marquis of Dessard or something yeah <laughs> 13 Marquis Dessard yeah he's a complete for, if you had a company that put up marquees and stuff for events you could do some kind of thing on that you could call yourself Marquis Dessards couldn't you yeah oh, and if people wanted to put up a marquee in their garden and do a bit of bondage and stuff then all the better it's not my best <laughs> best idea for a company that would be the uh, children's face fitting company called Designs on Your Kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You should set up that website, designsonyourkids.com. <laughs> you get loads of traffic. In the UK, we gave it a number eight. Number eight yeah, again? Same What's, as Freddie. We're now ten. Why is it not getting the, the big hitters out of the way? Well, I don't know. Well, we were spoiled with nine. Right? Everything yeah. was bloody number one yeah. of that. And in Ireland, they said, we love that musical rent this isn't from it but we'll give it a number five and uh, Ken said hello boys uh, oh Ken yeah you've bothered with this one yeah well you know and not I, Queen I was having a good I was on a good one and uh, I, uh, this one came on on the disco <laughs> and uh, I sort of sort of had a bit of a whitey so I, only, I could only give it a number 81 <laughs> Hey, what? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> it, I guess that, that, you know, the wit and majesty of Neil Tennant just doesn't carry over to the Australian market. I think it's lost on someone like Ken. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think they have yuppies in Australia, do they? What's that? You carry your money around in a wallet, you fucking yuppie? You're <laughs> supposed to carry it jingling around in your pockets. <laughs> In that situation when someone's paying your rent, it's almost like you can never say goodbye. You can say goodbye, but you won't get your rent paid. No. So, it's the communards again. Yeah. Never can say goodbye. So, were the communards really big, or is it just now? Well, no, yeah, like fucking tall. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, we get so much of the communards. Yeah, they're on their yeah. second album now. This is from their second album. Yeah. This song has been done a lot. I didn't realise this. The Jacksons originally. Jackson yeah, 5. Yeah. Ri- written for the Supremes, but recorded by the Jackson 5. <clears throat> it's also been done by Gloria Gaynor, yeah. Isaac Hayes, Yaz, not Yaz, Yaz <laughs> Sheena Easton and Sonny and Cher, to name a few. Before um, this, I'd only ever heard the, Michael, oh, the Jackson 5, I was going to say, the Michael Jackson version. I can't imagine it as a Jackson 5 song. It's so high energy. No, it's not high energy. It's sort of a bit more... No, no, the communist yeah, version is. as a non-version. It's about the same speed, maybe a little bit slower, but... I just, uh, it just sounds so communist to me. Yeah. 
This is what they do. It sort of sounds normal again. It doesn't sound really weird like it has it's still on the last week. It seems to be that well, they're good at because the best communard song was the uh, "Don't Leave Me This Way." Yeah. So if they just do <clears throat> covers of classic soul songs with a high energy like, backing, that seems to be what what they're good at. Yeah, I don't think you make out funny that way though. Can yeah. Because the last, I liked the last one, but you guys didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I thought this uh, was all right. I'd have a little dance to this. Yeah. In an 80s club. I mean, it's a good good basis of a song. I like Never Can Say Goodbye anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think I've had, I've, had, I've had enough of Somerville. I've had too much. Ah, no. Reachman, right. Reachman. Well, the 80s hadn't had enough of him. Oh, uh, Reachman's Somerville saturation. Surely we're probably not going to have that much some of it left. So enjoy it while it's there, Harry. I can't. It's going to be gone soon. I can't. I'm wishing for Bronski Beat to come back. Something with a bit more of an edge to it. Nah, I'm not down. I prefer the communards to the beat. Nah. I can imagine having this as a sort of uh, soundtrack to some kind of montage in a film yeah. in the 80s. Or some sort yeah. of... Well, it's written by an actor. <laughs> it's written by an actor. Yeah. Clifton, I nearly called him Sir Clifton Davis, but he's not a sir. It just sounds like he needs to be. Sir Clifton Davis. Sir Clifton Davis, yeah. as I live and breathe. Yeah, he's a songwriter that became an actor. He was in it Any Given Sunday. Oh, yeah. The Al Pacino film. Uh, the one about football. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, American yeah. football, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, that. Yeah. Oliver Stone, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it is. Well, he just won an Oscar, didn't he? Kiss your teeth. You just kissed your teeth at me. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. it. Bounced along in its high yeah. energy way. Yeah, I, th- I was scared. Wrong, of, Harry. I was scared of the high energy, but I think I think I'm I'm gonna enjoy it. I think it's gonna be alright. I think guys. I could put on some light crew and run to this. Maybe you know, or could be on a treadmill. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to film that. We should film that and put that on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> a video of you and Lycra running to this song. <laughs> Maybe if we start a Patreon one day, we could have that as like content you can get oh, yeah. if you're a Patreon subscriber. It's a fairly fun. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah, this sort of video. Yeah, just playing in the disco. Yeah, get see a little bit of Reverend Richard Coles. Play in the Reverend like, Richard Coles. Yeah, he's the keyboard player. He's now a Reverend. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's in loads of talking head programs and that. Uh, and he, at the end, they all do the monkey, the monkey dance. Yeah, they have to have a laugh, don't they? That was a number two in Ireland. And then he's like, "Well, we'll give it a number six. We can never can say goodbye to uh, little disco numbers like this." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah fun, aren't they? Love a little high energy and uh, high energy in New Zealand. Yeah, well, we like to, you know, NZ. NRG <laughs> Bam <laughs> In America They said oh, I don't quite like it so much Number 51 I'm surprised it even charted It wasn't just in the American dance chart Or whatever Yeah Actually yeah It's pretty good for the communards really isn't yeah. it? Especially because they're called the communards They're trying to sell their stuff in America And Is that like a communist? And they're gay yeah? <laughs> Gay communist. <laughs> You're fucking number 51 is pretty bloody good, isn't it? God, it's uh, boys done well, boys and girls, and reverends. Perhaps that's why they're getting in the charts now. That was their, <laughs> their way to dominate the US charts. It was like, one of us has become a reverend. They love, they love religion over there. <laughs> they love being Christian. Well, I was, uh, I was gonna try and become a reverend once, but I, I realised that you, you can't, like, 
drink or take drugs or anything. <laughs> like, don't want you to have sex or anything. Some Sheilas. Yeah, no fucking Sheilas. <laughs> and you have to, like, talk about God all day. I just wanted to wear the cloak. <laughs> but I'll give this one a number 13 because I like, I like Reverend Richard. Oh, nice. Yeah, we used to go out and stuff during the, the lost years. Well, he tells me we did anyway. <laughs> there you are. So, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the, this song was also featured in the Doctor Who episode Father's Day, which was set oh. in 1987. And one place the Doctor visited more than once was a little planet called... Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, dance. Mars. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. M slash A slash R slash R slash S. Yeah. Pump or, up the volume. Or is it is it M pike symbol A pike symbol R pike symbol R pike symbol S? I think I've seen it done both ways. Uh, yeah. I think it's M stroke A stroke R stroke R stroke S. I mean does it stand for something, I guess? It stands for God. Men are really righteous. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Pump up the volume. A big, big event in yeah. dance music history. Yeah. is a pioneer of sampling, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing, isn't it, with these sort of pioneering early dance songs, is they just seem like more of an exercise in the technology than a good song. No, I, yeah. I think it's good. It's I like mean, an early I... version of the Avalanches. I don't like it. It's just sample after sample. It's, That's part of the fun. It's like it's like testing your music knowledge. I don't find it that fun, you know. I, I, I did think that considering it had like fucking ridiculous list of samples in it, there's not actually that much going on. One after the other, space it out a bit with some doom. Yeah, well, sure. Now it seems a bit like that, but at the time it was like fucking. Yeah, hell, sure. I'm taking there. a bit of this song, a bit of this song. I think it holds together reasonably well. I mean, considering the the acrimonious relationship between the people in Mars, it's surprising that they got a song done because Mars was uh, a collaboration between yeah. um, electronic group Colorbox and alternative rock band AR Kane. Yeah, apparently I've got to read the first paragraph of this. The collaboration between the two groups did not go entirely to plan. Once in the studio, the group's different working methods and personalities failed to gel. Producer John Fryer found himself in the middle and unable to resolve the conflict between the two groups. The result was that instead of working together, the two groups ended up recording a track each, then turning it over to the other for additional input. Colourbox came up with Pump Up the Volume, which had the Eric B and Rakeem sample in it, yeah. which gave it its title, while yeah. AR Kane created the more deliberately arty Annie Tina, the first time I see she dance. <laughs> in another studio so and then it was released as a double A side but you never hear about Andy Tina do you there was right. something about some kind of thing where someone shouted at someone you stole my fucking band wow. that was in there so there was definitely yeah they couldn't have sat there and crafted something all that original that you would like they had their own problems to be getting on with Martin yeah you know, they, they just uh, made them separately so it's fine Colourbox wanted to chuck Annie Tina off there's a double A side and just release it as a colour box single but the guy who owned the record label 4AD said up your bollocks you're not doing that and if I put the project over to you you'll piss about with it for the next year and I'm not having that 
So no, we're getting it out. So they got it out. How did it do? It did pretty good. Mm, pretty, pretty good. Uh, it was the first big house hit by a UK band, and it got to number one. Really? Yeah. Mate, we love pushing the boundaries in the UK. Yeah, I know. Of what's acceptable music. <laughs> yeah, I went silver. I don't know what. Um, in America, they said, man, not bad, boy. It's almost as good as our house. Not the Madness song, our house music. Like the one stuff from Chicago. Chicago yeah. Uh, and number 13, number and a 13. gold record. Wow. So it must have sold a fucking lot of copies. Yeah, but they're loving that in the clubs, aren't they? Yeah. In New Zealand, they said, bloody good show, boys. Pump up the volume to number one. Fucking hell. Yeah. In Ireland, they said, pump up the volume, but not that much. I'm having a little nap. Number five. Number five. Yeah. In Canada, they said, we bloody love pump up the volume by Mars. It's brilliant. I think they're from Mars, and I love it. It's a number one. It went to platinum. Wow. Yeah. And Kent said, well... I can't argue with anyone. Oh, I did love the early house scene, as I've told you. <laughs> you know what I was up to. Number six. Number six. Yeah, good old, hell. good chew, mate. I remember just going for it, you know. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, the video was loads of footage of, like, space training and yeah. space things. That was quite cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was all right. I, I just like watching old footage of stuff. It's interesting. That's the last we'll be seeing of the Mars boys. Yeah. I didn't count, because there were a lot of them, the individual number of samples in it, but it was around 30. Was it? Was and it? stitching all that together with the technology of the time must have been a labour of love. Oh, oh yeah, it must have been. Put a whip from my labour of love. In Norfolk, we call them who and cry. Who and cry? <laughs> Is that fucking who and cry? <laughs> Over in the rest of the world, you call them cure. Cure and cry. Cure. What a shit name for a fucking music artist. Say our brothers. Hue and cry. Yeah, what did you think? Right. Greg and Patrick oh, Kane. God, I can't even remember it already, and I listened to it about an hour ago on the walk here. Yeah. Do you know what hue and cry is? It was like an old medieval law. It was like a way of preventing crime. You had to like, sort of, if you saw anyone doing a crime, you had to like shout at them, like stop thief and stuff. It was like a law. You had to do it. Hue and cry. Because your sort of village were like responsible for any crimes that happened and you often ended up having to pay for shit because someone had done a crime in your village and if people got murdered in a village they'd like drag their body to another village so it wasn't their responsibility and shit and human cry was all part of that it's a lot of it's very 80s this one isn't it this yeah is, this yeah when it first when I first heard it I was just like fucking hell the production man it's so intense. The video was pretty 80s as well. I like it. I like it. Well, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't that video I saw, the one you were watching. Oh, no, no, that was just them on top of the box. The video was them sort of covered in plaster, wasn't it? And yeah. And there was like a large wooden sculpture that kind of enveloped them. Yeah. And they're sort of going, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Yeah. I didn't see them all get crushed to bits at the end. That would have been funny. <laughs> Blood coming out. Director's cut. Yeah, Scottish boys, these, aren't they? Hugh so, and Clay. 
Yeah, so you can get this bad boy on GTA episodes from Vice City. Wow. Yeah. God, they love pumping out the shit 80s that you... Yeah. Don't and we got... I guess we, they're cheaper to get hold of the rights to songs like this. Yeah. <laughs> and we got UK number six. And Andy Irma, we're copying you again. And number six. Copy in England. Copy in Britain a lot, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, we haven't heard the last of this song... Really? No. Yeah, come well, back. I don't know. I, I think I'm starting to think that that's wrong, and I wrote that down by mistake. But we're definitely getting more Hue and Cry. Really? Fuck, we haven't heard the last of this Who song. The fuck Hue and Maybe Cry? it's not even Hue and Cry. Maybe it's a cover. I don't know. We'll find out if I was right or not. Jellybean featuring this might be our first featuring oh yeah in the Mouse series because uh, Barcelona wasn't featuring Monster Out no. was it no it's Jellybean featuring Stephen Dante's Inferno yeah, yeah. with the is, real are you thing. allowed to not have an accent on the end then and now it still be Dante well I don't, I know. don't know is it meant to have an accent is it just Dante or is he just Steve Dante no I think it's Dante well I don't think you should be able to get away with that like you, got, you should have an accent to show people that you're meant to go hey like <laughs> some sort of weird French or Spanish thing like you can't get away with not having it I was Jelly Bean I was surprised to see Jelly Bean yeah. wow it's our first sweet the real first thing first confectionery well he he produced some remix artists such as Madonna Whitney Houston, produced, Michael Jackson, and yeah, the Yeah, he produced some um, because when I was listening to Whitney Houston recently, I realised he produced some of the songs on yeah. the first Whitney Houston album, which is good. Oh, his name's John Benitez. Yeah, yeah, he just gets about, does a lot. It's just, well, I don't have to go anywhere. And, like, it goes on a bit long. I was watching the video. The video seven yeah, fucking oh, minutes. God, it's too long. It's, um, I'm having the hue and cry effect. I can't actually remember how it goes. I remember at the time thinking, this is alright. This is the real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the chorus is, like, the pretty boring bit. The verses are more interesting, because he's, uh, like, doing some quite nice singing. There's some good good stuff going on in the chorus. The verse, sorry. And then the chorus is really boring. Uh, Just made me want to drink a Coke. Uh, yeah, so in the video, you've got sort of a bit dancing about... Is there any posting because that's like cool isn't it Jelly Bean's a trendy looking guy isn't he oh their fucking fashions are mental yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and Steve larking about yeah because it starts with them just walking around for ages <laughs> it was a long video they yeah. I guess they had to fill up with something which was just walking around <laughs> but yeah they, they were pretty fashionable looking guys but cool that video was way too long because yeah. it didn't even have any extra bits to the song it just sort of looped the chorus more <laughs> well Number one on the US dance charts. On the dance, I was going to say, what? Pump it up. What about the billboard? Uh, number 82 on the billboard. Uh, okay, <laughs> that shows how shit the dance chart is. Yeah. You can 82 the billboard and well, number one the dance chart. That's right, we don't allow fly posting on our billboard. I'm <laughs> very angry about that. In Ireland, they said, well, give it to number 21 because it is the real thing. And I just wanted to say the real thing. The real thing? Yes. And the UK, we said unlucky number 13. And we're going to get more jelly bean? I think so. I, I 
Yeah, fair play. Nice yeah. one, Jelly Bean. Shit name, though. <laughs> <laughs> really shit name. Is it as bad as Johnny Hates Jazz? Uh, no, that is worse. Yeah. I don't want to be a hero. That's uh, the song that they're doing. The problem now. with this song is one, Johnny Hates Jazz is a terrible name because yeah. jazz is good. And secondly, I don't want to be a hero just makes me think of we don't need another hero. All I'm thinking of now is... I don't mind, you know, I I like the anti-war sentiment. I like to imagine different bands, you know, Johnny Hates Jazz, maybe like Kevin Upworth's Techno, you know. (laughs) Harry Hates House. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's what I spent most of the song doing, to be fair. The song wasn't that good, was it? Can't even remember. How's it going? Yes. Yeah, no, I can't remember. I'm just thinking of the team that's on something. Goes like that. Another 80s duo, innit? Yeah. Clark Datchler and Mike Nacito. What they, what they got against Jazz? Well, I don't know, because they're both from sort of a musical stock. Datchler's dad, Fred, was in the Stargazers, and the Polka Dots, they're massive fucking bands that were worth mentioning. I've and heard of the Stargazers. Yeah, yeah, they're bigger in the 50s or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Nacito's mum was in a harmony group called the Cactus Kids. Oh, oh nice. I bet they were good. And this, what, this is an anti-war song as well. Yeah. Do you want to be a hero? Um... Yeah, why not? It's good, like, yeah. Not a war hero, but like... Depends how much effort it involves. If I could be a hero by listening to now and then talking about it, that's that'd be pretty good. That's a good level of heroism. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listening to all these terrible songs so other people don't have to. Yeah, but do we even have much information about who Johnny H. Jazz is other than... This is them two blokes. Yeah, but... Did they do anything else? So they well, we'll be finding out. Or is it just they're two blokes and they wrote this song? Um, we don't know. No, 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 no. no. So we're, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get quite a bit of Johnny H. Jazz. I think. Really, it's yeah. another like fucking group I've never heard of. That obviously let's form a band big called world. Martin Hates Johnny Hates Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's what Martin calls Martin Hates Johnny Hates Jazz. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit sophisticated pop. This one, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah. I don't understand what your fucking criteria for sophista pop is. That's not my criteria. But it doesn't sound. It sounds just like an eighties pop song. It doesn't sound like Matt Bianco. It's got to have like some instruments and yeah, stuff. But Man, Matt Bianco was sort of like jazzy with like weird eighties instrumentation and production. Whereas yeah. This just sounds like an eighties pop song. It doesn't sound like no, sophisticated in any way. Yeah. I mean, it's more like the plinky instruments, I think. Or is it because it's high concept, it's about war as well? Does that make it sophisticated? <sighs> I don't know, it could be. Uh, this video was just a bit of a studio job. A bit, a bit of Ren Gray studio, looked a little bit memphis styling. We've got a yeah. UK number 11. Number 11? Yeah, and in Canada we say it's a sweet 16! What? Yeah. Isn't this in Canada? They really do want to be like us Brits, don't they? Yeah. They just copy us. Well, in Ireland they said, we don't want, I don't want to be a hero. I'm going to sit on the fence right in the middle, number 13. Number 13? Yeah. Number 13? Yeah, the US said, take those numbers and switch them around, boy, number 31. <laughs> Time for the saviors of soul music, everyone. 
Paul Weller's Style Council well, wanted. I quite like this one. So is this third Style really? Council? Really? This is this is the worst Style Council so far. What? I, I like the other Style Councils. Yeah, and I don't like this Style Council at least. Okay. Yeah. We well, had walls I like come walls tumbling come tumbling down, down and what's the other one? Do the top. Yeah, sh- no, that one wasn't good. <laughs> Shout to the top was Shout quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're both pretty like. There's been another one as well. This is my least favourite so yeah, far. This I like, has I been like one. it. I, I like um, you're the best thing that happened to me more than I like this. Yeah, I don't like this that much. It had some no. quite once again in the Star Council sort of way. It has like. Some, some really good instrumentation oh it's got an amazing synth sound yeah, in the solo. yeah. that solo yeah. is golden and there's some even good slap bass and slap bass usually just fades into the background when you listen to this much ease well, music but there's, thought, there's some nice stuff it's got a really good slap bass in the middle it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why'd, you, why'd you just turn it up for that bit but the sing- keep that on all the time the singing come on I mean, it wasn't amazing. He's done it there's again. He's ruined like, a potentially good song of his sort of singing. There's a lot he? more DC Lee in it. I thought it was all right. It's in the right sort of range for him. I like the fact that it had like a sort of relatable story. You know, it's about sort of like a workplace romance or something like that. That's quite relevant, but I'm not going to tell you why yet. Yeah, oh, had a workplace romance. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you about it at some point. When we see the last Style Council song, then I'll well, tell you. We've got more Style Council to come. I'll tell, yeah, at some point, I'll tell you the story of why there isn't a Style Council anymore, and that the, this band that was so ahead of their time had to, had to sadly leave us. It is a weird one, though, because it seems like, I think you've said this before, but it's from stuff I've heard recently, it seems like the Style <clears throat> Council I really hated. Yeah. But, well, they were sandwiched between Actually, the jam and Paul Weller's solo. Well, they're not that so. bad, aren't they? We've, we've mistitled this song. Because it isn't just wanted by the Style Council. Is it not? The actual title is wanted, brackets, or waiter, there's some soup in my flies. That is was it? the bit that annoyed me. No, like, yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. Just call it wanted. So, well, it, that, annoyed, that was the bit that annoyed me in the song. I was like, oh, yeah, I like it because it's got a story. You can follow the story. He's like singing about, you know, and like, I kind of like that. And he sort of messes it up by singing about there's some soup, put, come put some soup in my flies. I guess he's saying like, you know, come make put a little bit of a bit of happiness into my shitty life but like I seem like a bit silly telling a story in the flies in your trouser well put some pour some soup in my lap I guess (laughs) (laughs) but you said soup in my flies I guess it's just rather than saying there's a fly I didn't say it I know I know (laughs) but but has the fly with Jeff Goldblum been released by now because it might be about that big fly he could probably (laughs) he could eat a lot of soup I think I'd like to see Jeff Goldblum eating soup anyway he'd be really you know he'd be very Jeff Goldblum about it wouldn't he now you put it like that I quite like this (laughs) well (laughs) again I think if it was like Marvin Gaye or something singing it would be sitting here saying how great it was and how much we loved it probably but he's yeah. not but he's just he's not, not got a, a soul voice yeah, he's not cut out for it is he no he's not he was good he was alright you know when he was being a bit London and doing the jam his voice was good for that yeah not so good for doing soul and then he becomes the mod father doesn't he but that's all to come not even a big hit UK number 20 oh they're, they're weaning and... yeah the only other place it charted was in Australia boys I uh, was struggling to find a hundred songs that week, so I had to put this at number 98. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't push too far, your dreams are China in your hand. Don't wish too hard, because they make come true, and you can't help them. You can 
I'm happy that that's over because it means China in your hand, bikes, pal. Yep. Oh. It's northern, pow, isn't pow. it? It's northern. It's like being down to mine. Tut pal. Tut pal. Yeah. Gary. Tut pal. Gary Barlow can can say that, and he's going to be propping up in a minute. Oh, yeah, he is. He's got something to say. (laughs) He's got something to say. Oh, Martin, surely you love a bit of China in your hand. Yeah, of course I like China in your hand. It's great. It's It's got some, like, pizzakai string synths on it. It's got a fucking huge chorus it is. And what I like as well is that it's not just like a bland verse and then a big chorus. It's got it's got a nice verse as well. But it's got amazing saxophone. saxophone. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. just like, oh man, it's such uh, some there's of the best only, saxophone we've had. There's so only far, one right? thing wrong with this song, and that it doesn't have a power fill in it. It should have a bit, you know, just before that final chorus where it goes, and then into it, you know. Yeah. That's what it's lacking. Do you know the craziest thing about this song though is finding out what it's about. Do you know yeah. what it's about, Martin? No. Do you know what the lyrics are about? The lyrics refer to Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Very shitty. Yeah, so it's a power ballad it, about Frankenstein. So is it actually about Frankenstein or is it about the Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein? I really don't fucking know. I don't see the link personally. No, no, I could. God, but how he's been taking it. It's about Frankenstein, but the title comes from something entirely more mental. Um, <laughs> lyric writer Carol Decker explained that it is the effect that if you hold a china cup to a light, you can see your hand through it. Therefore, china in your hand means something that is transparent. In a segment on BBC One Light Entertainment Crap Fest The One Show on the 6th of March 2014 Carol Decker explained she had been holding a china teacup belonging to Ronnie Rogers' mother in her hand while washing up and had felt a lump in the bottom she held the cup to the light and saw an image of a young woman in the base of the cup <laughs> wow Decker had the cup with her and showed the viewers the image yeah. wow it's fucking mental isn't it <laughs> what the fuck on The One Show like. I thought it was just a little song about your dreams not coming true but yeah, right, hell. Brilliant. Yeah. So, <laughs> we obviously all think this song's great. Oh, I love it, yeah. It's but there's really someone sweet. who had a criticism of it. Someone that we've met before. Really? Yeah. Oh, that fucking prick. Hello. Hello, boys. It's Gary Barlow. Oh, Barlow. Yeah. Hello. Why Pay some tax, you prick. Why are you so fucking unhappy to see me, Tabor? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck have I ever done to you? He'd stayed in bed for for years. Yeah. Smoking so, uh, me just because you're jealous of Robbie. Yeah, you said you didn't use that bed that often. You <laughs> said it was fine. And now you're just not Just move tax, over mate. when you want to go to sleep, you said. You're as bad as Jimmy Carr. I'm as, I'm as bad as Jimmy Carr. <laughs> Gary, Gary, what, what's, what's wrong with this song? Well, when I heard X Factor performer Amelia Lilly doing this song, I did have to remark, it's nice to hear this song being sung in tune for once. Oh, what a prick. Well, that's what, yeah, I don't like it. She yeah. sings like shit. You're, you're, you you sing like shit, Gary. You know, she should go, <laughs> you got to keep constantly flipping. <laughs> keep, you know? him, keep him on the toes. Yeah, I taught Chris Martin to do that as well. Just constantly flip up and down between your falsetto and your and your derbal voice. <laughs> your derbal voice. Your, your, your derbal one. The skinny. The one. Robbie couldn't skin. do that, could he? <laughs> That's what separated you from Robbie. Yeah. 
mid, mid strong dermal voice <laughs> that could constantly flip up to the falsetto, or as I like to call it, the epidermal voice. <laughs> Carol did say that she's got perfect pitch, and she called you a fucking bunch of asterisks, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And I, I don't care, I like that comic. <laughs> This song reminds me. Was this? Is it just me imagining this? She's not out of tune. That's what I don't understand. I mean, I'm, I've got a reasonable ear. I don't think she's out of tune. No. I don't know why Gary Barlow was on about that? No, it, you see, it's because my ears are so finely tuned. <laughs> I can hear people singing out of tune when no one else can notice. Yeah. Wow, that must be a gift and a curse. Yeah, that's what you should fucking. You're telling me how to whip them other four fucking boys into shit, <laughs> get them to sing in harmony. Fucking hell. No wonder I smoked an ounce of fucking weed a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is this okay. that little tiny Mark, though? He, he, was, he had a nice voice, didn't he? He sang that Clementine song. He were in the band for the Pink Pound and nothing else. <laughs> right? No fucking talent, yeah? Oh, Gary. Gary. Don't, yeah, none of them, apart from Howard. <laughs> Beautiful falsetto. <laughs> Beautiful. He couldn't flip in and out of it, though. But it's fucking hell, Gary Barlow's going on for ages. Yeah. It's, it's just fun, though, isn't it? It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this song, is it Enya? This song, it sounds so much like an Enya song to me. No, it's an Enya song would be really dull and ethereal. Yeah, but there's the first bit. There's like the boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, I guess it's a bit. And it, it like reminds me of "Sail Away" by Enya, and I was like, is that what Enya ripped off? Is it like a sample oh, she used for that song? Not only is she really in tune, I also like the sort of bit in the chorus. She's singing up all high, and then she goes down there like Barry White. That's Ooh. good. It's a nice bit of range she, there. She's doing a Gary Barlow on it. Yeah. She but went low. First Barlow, she went yeah. low. Pal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't push too hard, your dreams are China in your hand. It's nice to hear that song being sung in June for once. Mm. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you were a little bit flat the fuck off. <laughs> How did this one do? Surely this was a big hit, right? It was a... Number one in the UK. Yeah, it was the six hundredth number one. Oh in the UK. yes, yeah. It knocked off "You Win Again" by the Bee Gees. Good. You win again. Yeah, they started to sing all low, hadn't they? It was number one for five weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was knocked off by "Always on My Mind" by the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, that is quite a good. You're always on my mind. In New Zealand, we said, "Yeah, I'll put China in my hand," but it's too bloody big. Uh, number eight in Ireland they said oh we love China in your hand you look through it and you can see your hand we were doing it all day well, you, that's how you know you've finished your cup of tea yeah. <laughs> I give it a number one wow and in Canada we said oh I don't know I give it a number 20 who gives a fuck oh screw you Canada and Australia said yeah well I wasn't uh, into my power balance at the time I was into my pumping high energy hits and I had to dance all night and I didn't want to come down no time for slow dances mate so only number 53 <laughs> oh wow yeah. uh, it's a shame that you don't like power ballads Ken because I love a power ballad we get two in a row and the second one as good as China in your hand is I'm sorry this is my favourite power ballad
alone by heart. So fucking yeah, good. Yeah, this is I really, love this. really good. I love it. And I love the reason I love it is Anne Wilson, who sings the fuck out of it. She's got a, a great voice. You yeah. listen to the way she sings own, just the word own. It's such if, a meaty tone. I wonder if Gary likes it. it. Well, no, I'm not... Gary... He can fuck off. He can fuck off. I'm yeah. not having... You know, she sings chills me to the bone. You feel the chill. Yeah. You feel it. And it's got... It's got a fucking huge power fill in it, which is good. And in the video, inexplicably, Nancy Wilson riding on a horse cuts between the drummer and her riding a horse. It's got no yeah. thematic <coughs> link to anything I else think in the video. I think in the video, where they're just pretty much playing and there's lots of close-ups of her singing. Mm. And yeah. I think it was this one where I kept sort of having to look and be like, okay, is that... Oh, no. And I was just like, oh, I wasn't sure if it was like an all-female band, but yeah. it's just like the men and the women all looked and dressed the same. Well, I like this idea, you know, like to put sexy women in your hair metal band is a good idea. Because like, all the men like, oh, look like sexy women anyway. In yeah, hair metal I'm not, not a big fan of hair metal, but like one way you can get me to like it more is put some sexy ladies in there. Well, see, the problem Anne Wilson was having at the time is that they they hadn't been in the charts for a little while. She'd put on a lot of weight. So if you notice in the video, they don't really show... They show there, like is a a lot, there is a lot, a lot of her face. distance shots, but not, not her actual body. And oh. they use a lot of Nancy Wilson, who was still thin. Um, Which I think it's a shame, really. I mean, it's, she's clearly the, she the, the MVP. And um, oh, this song is so good. It's such an earworm, isn't it? Like after I think I listened to it a couple of weeks ago before I'd even got to this now, just because it's good. Mm-hmm. And sort of once I listen to it, I'll get a, a day of walking around just singing the chorus. And that that's really in my head. The note she sings after the power fill. That's why it's so good. There's a power fill, and then she does that little ad lib bit. It's great. Bloody love it, bits. Well, it's a cover. It was written by Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly of I-10. Don't know who I-10 are. You, don't you drive a Hyundai I-10? I did drive an I-10. Wow, I didn't realise that. Oh, there you go. Your car wrote this song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I left it... I killed the battery there. <laughs> yeah, so they did the original, I-10. Then uh, Valerie Stevenson and John Stamos... Uh, he was in one of the first South Park episodes. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's oh no, it was his brother, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love it, you. <laughs> do 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 do. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, did this for the soundtrack of the sitcom Dreams. I've never heard of it, but I'm guessing it was quite big. They should have got Gabrielle in to do the theme for that. Yeah, and then uh, these guys did it, covered it for their ninth studio album. Yeah, so oh, wow. it must have been going for a while, or they were very prolific. No, they started in the 70s. They did things like Barracuda, that's a famous heart song. Yeah. That's a good one. And the beginning sort of reminds me of She's Leaving Home by The Beatles. Is it? Yeah. Oh. She's downstairs to the kitchen, clutching a handkerchief. See? Uh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> and apparently, old uh, Tom Kelly of I-10 is somewhere doing the harmonies on this. Well, see, I was think- I was, I read that and I thought, he's not singing the really high bits, because that's either Anne or Nancy, like it's... It's a female voice, but then I was listening carefully, and I think his voice is in there. It's more in the right channel on the left. If you mm. listen to that, it's sort of in there. It's singing, um, yeah, a similar line to the harmony, but it kind of blends. See, so I have been listening to this song on a loop, so <laughs> I think I think that's. Uh, to be honest with you, all oh dear, I don't here it comes. Think here it it's comes. as good as China in your hand, and I'll oh. tell you why. Go on, go on. 
I'll disagree with you. I think it's better. The verse and the chorus could be from completely different songs. You don't remember that that verse goes with that chorus. I do. I mean, I, I do, because I like this song a lot already. I don't. It was like, every time I was like, what is this? And then it comes in, I'm like, oh yeah, of course it's that. Whereas the China, it's all more coherent. Anyway, this isn't my favourite power ballad. That's coming like way later in is the Is it 90s. Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live Without You? No, it's that not. Power That's... ballad, would you class that as a power Well, this is the thing about power ballads. I think it's there should be a cut-off point. Like, I think power ballads were at their prime in the 80s, and I think the cut-off is maybe like mid-90s somewhere. You could just about say... Always Some by things. Bon Jovi. You had to class that as a power ballad. That's, power that's oh, fucking good. That's probably my favourite power ballad. Uh, oh, I love that song so much. This was America number one on the Billboard, Sonny Jim. Yeah, good. And it was number two in their year-end chart. It was the second highest selling in the US sure. that year. In the UK, we said number three. It went silver. And in Ireland, they said, well, I agree with you again. Number three. Number three. Yes. Yeah. In Canada, we said we plan to love it. We'll give it a gold record. The number one. Oh, Canada. Crazy bastards. Oh, no. And in Australia, yeah, not bad, not bad. Good power ballad. Can't say anything bad about it, really. Number six. Oh, I haven't said video. Well, we have said a bit of video, haven't we? Video, yeah. Exploding piano. Yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, exploding piano. Um, Riding a horse during the power fill for no reason. Yeah. Where does that horse go after powerful, that? Powerful, powerful thing. The horse the is power fill powerful. Horse. <laughs> you gotta get a horse in for your power fills, mate. Oh, and that's how you get around in like large kind of arenas and stuff. When you get to sort of the next level, yeah, they say, "Oh, you're not playing the pubs anymore, boys." Like, we'll start if you're gonna get a couple of ponies to ferry you to and from the stage because it is a long way and it's a quite a, a normally it's quite sort of round different corners and things yeah. you get lost you go round and round like a spinal tap yeah. but the horses the ponies and the horses that they train they know exactly where to go okay. they know exactly to all you have to say is when you get in the door you just go Brixton Academy and they know yeah. what to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> King Tut's Wawa Hut I know what I'm doing <laughs> uh, they're, they're fine they're fine they're gig ponies <laughs> so um, <laughs> Our next segue comes courtesy of producer Ron Nevison, who produced both uh, Alone by Heart and the next song, uh-huh. Kiss. Crazy, crazy nights. Oh, wow. Well, so he was having all the hits. Yeah, another let's, song. That let's I... get the elephant in the room out of the way. Fucking redundancy. Crazy, crazy nights. You only need... Uh-huh. The album was called Crazy Nights. But as an intensifier, it doesn't actually work. Putting crazy in front of crazy doesn't make it any crazier. If it was like very crazy nights or really crazy nights and yeah. the stupid thing is the album's called Crazy Nights the single's called Crazy Crazy Nights but in the song they sing Crazy 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 Nights I know it's too yeah. many <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a song that I've sort of heard quite a lot already so I when listening to it I wasn't like you know struck by anything I was just like oh yeah. you know, so I was struck by just how like soft the song is I was sort of like you know <coughs> I guess like, Kiss are pretty soft considering like when you before you listen to Kiss and you were aware they're like the guys that paint their faces and dress like demons and yeah. stuff I always expected before I listened to Kiss that their songs might be like 
heavy metal. Yeah. But they're, no, they're not, not at all, really. are they? No. They're quite poppy. Right well, now, they're the bands who don't wear makeup. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah, this was what, just what's that the, about? Uh, what, what's it about them not wearing makeup? Yeah. Why aren't they they doing... took their makeup off in the early 80s <clears> because their kind of reputation had declined and it was a way of freshening up the look. Yeah. Whereas now, they, when they put the makeup back on in 96, they're never going to take it off now, basically, because they realised that was more marketable. Yeah, in the 80s, they mostly spent the time trying to keep up with whatever trend was going on, so getting, like, yeah. shredded guitarists and Bon Jovi got big <laughs> and hair metal, so then they made hair metal. And I am a Kiss fan, but um, it took me a long time to actually not dislike this song. Was it? It was too <clears throat> corny and too eighties. Was it lick it up the first album they went? Yes, because yeah. I remember the album cover of that where they're all like topless and sexy. Does one of them have like a thong pulled up showing like over his well, jeans? Well, the, the the problem is they came out of their makeup and they're all quite bad looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I'm feeling down, I like a song that's telling me to just you know get oh, all yeah, the life and fun. all a bit positive and affirming. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a good guitar solo, Bruce Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. Does a good solo on there. With some widdly diddly notes. I'm interested to hear what Harry has to, to say you about won't like it. I don't know. I don't think he liked it. Uh I haven't made a single note about the music. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. It's just a It's not the best kiss song, is it? No. It's alright though. It's no, good fun. It's, it's probably not a song I'd be like, oh you should listen to Kiss, listen to this song first out of all the others. A lot of Kiss fans don't like the album because it's all very 80s and this is a bit less keyboardy than some of the other stuff. But um, over time I learnt to love it, you know. So, they did uh, a live vid, live video for this one. Not a terrible live video. Um, live video also. But yeah, but they did a free concert for people, which, oh. you know, you don't get a lot of free shit out of Kiss, do you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, they're having a big old party between takes and stuff, all the crowd and that, keeping it all nice and lively. That's probably how you should make a music video, because they probably have to be there for a while, aren't they? Let them get fucking fucked. Yep. Yeah. Just have like an all-night rave and at some point play a song. Yep. Yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Are they kiss... All capitals, is that like the... Yeah, isn't it 19 Satan service, is that what No, it wasn't, that's what a load of fundamentalist Christians okay. decided it stood for. That. <laughs> it didn't actually stand for that at all, it didn't stand for anything. Okay. <laughs> well, for money, maybe. I was pretty shocked when I saw this was on there, I didn't expect Kiss to be on there now. No. No, I didn't. I forgot that this, this was like basically this and... I was made for loving you were like the only UK hits they had really. Uh it was a big old hit in the UK, number four. Number four in the UK, really? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. We only got to number sixty five on the billboard boy. Sixty <clears throat> What yeah. I would have thought it would have been a bigger hit in in America. Right. I liked Kiss out there. Yeah. Ken I was having some bloody crazy, crazy nights in 1987, I can tell you. Oh, bloody hell. Gene Simmons has got nothing on me, I can tell you, mate. <laughs> that is, it is easier to do that sort of thing in Australia, to be honest. Anyway, it was a number 34. Number 34. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised they did that well in the UK. Well, yeah, well, that will be the last we're seeing of Kiss. No more Kiss on it now. Nope. Wow. Well, well, I was shocked to see them there in the first place, to be honest. Yeah. 
from uh, one needless repetition of words to another, we go from crazy, crazy nights to Moni Moni. Moni Billy Idol. Oh, come on, let's go. I think this was like. I don't know much about Billy Idol, but I thought he was supposed to be, like, edgy. No, he had a sort of punky image, but he... I don't know. It just sounds like pretty much every other Billy Idol song to me, even though he didn't write it. It sounds like a Black Lace song to me. Well, that's because it was... the start where he's like, yeah, come on! I thought he was going to be like, clap your hands! Well, because it's the cover... Spray! It's the cover of the 1968 single by Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, you can definitely yeah. tell it's like an old rock and roll song. Yeah. Like, like, you know, yeah, so it was sort of originally released it as a single in 81, and then I, he released it again in 87, but a live version. But the year before, Amazulu had done a Scar version mm. in 86, so I'm, I don't know if that was why he decided to re-release it, because okay. it was back in the public eye again. <laughs> Oh, it just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> His voice is shit. The, you know, it's like an old rock and roll song, but with yeah. like really horrible sounding simps playing <laughs> the bits, and it just all sounds wrong. I was like, oh, I hated it. Yeah, I didn't like I it. I really hate it. I'll tell you what does work, though. Shouting rude stuff in the gaps. Yeah, I, I think I did read that that was like yeah, a thing. It's yeah. like a weird tradition now, and it's like to... Just shout, "Hey, motherfucker, get fucked!" and stuff like that in the in the gaps. And that's good, isn't it? And the idol was <laughs> a GC. It became so widespread, in fact, that uh, he eventually did a version like that himself. Wow. Where Idol Stevens mix of the song, oh. did a remix album and uh, and sung a version with rude lyrics. Ah. Wow, he is like Black Lace. They did that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Weird Al version of this as well. Really? Yeah. Alimony. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking this must I be... I must have it. I've got all of the Weird Al albums. I just just listen to the hits, though. I think most people find it an honour if, if Al does a, a take yeah. Yeah, it certainly got Apart from Cooley, went on but as well. we'll get to that in the 90s. Oh, some people didn't like it at all, I think. Probably not even that deserving of a Weird Al parody. It's not that great a song. <sighs> nah. Well, it was a number one in America, boy! Really? Yeah, and do you know what it displaced from number one? No. Tiffany's cover of I Think We're Alone Now, which was another Tommy James song. Ah. Wow. dink. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Canada, we said... I like a number one. What the fuck? <laughs> Who likes this song? Billy Idol likes it. Right. In New Zealand, they said, "Yep, bloody love it." Number two. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know, but still, oh, fuck me. Yeah, and we only gave it a number seven. Good. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't the charts. Didn't get. Hey. Didn't Kent. Kent knows the score. <laughs> yeah, he's not going anywhere near that. <laughs> you fucking hell. Well, Billy Idol re-released that song, as you know, so anyone listening to Charts probably thought, oh, well, probably Billy himself was thinking, here I go again. Yeah. Just like Whitesnake. Yeah, anyway. so no, this isn't a, this isn't just a mere re-release, it's a re-recording. Mm. And they did a new album version and a new single version, and they changed the lyrics a bit, because uh, on the original album version it says, 
like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. Wow. And uh, they they were worried that people would think they were singing like a homo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they were just it. like, hobo's a bit offensive. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to be people thinking we're gay. <laughs> so changed, yeah, they changed oh hobo to drifter. How could you wow. think white snake are gay? First of all, they're called white snake. <laughs> Second of all, they did an album called Slide It In. Yeah, you know, like... Yeah, so changed it to Drifter, and then they they got sued by Nestle Roundtree for Drifter bars. Yeah, oh yeah, this is like weird, different. Yeah, so the video isn't the single versions because the single version comes straight in with the band, but the album versions are really weird. It's got this long bit where it's just synths and singing for ages, and then when the chorus comes in that's when the whole band come in really weird we really are into a part of the now where it's like quite a lot of rocky ballad type you know Mm. yeah yeah. it's quite good it's quite welcome this is alright after listening to Alone and China in Your Hand this yeah. you know, but it's, it's way better than Money Money I quite like the chorus yeah the verses aren't too good but, yeah you know, it's got a good chorus it's really memorable yeah I, I mean I didn't hate it it's one of your sort of rocky rock songs isn't it I don't know video was just another them playing it wasn't it I think I saw this one well no it was sort of them playing it well I don't really know who them are because Steve Coverdale had sacked the rest David. of the band. Huh? David Coverdale. Why have I put Steve Coverdale then? I don't know, it's David Coverdale. Yeah, well, he'd sacked the rest of the band, but he did have to get the guitarist back in to film him playing the solo for the I solo th- bit. I'm pretty sure Whitesnake are one of those bands where, like, you get David Coverdale and then sacks people every album yeah it's kind of a full and we've got a second a second instance of like Fish did marrying the girl in the video oh yeah yeah she was sort of writhing over the top of two Jaguars for the for the whole video sort of on the bonnets and that we're denting the fuck out of them that's all right. I'm sure yeah. they're out their arsehole. It's, yeah, it's a little bit more classic rock than the sort of hairy, crazy yeah. hair metal that we've Well, they started it. out as quite a bluesy band. They're British, aren't they? He's English. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We give it a top ten, number nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all right. In Ireland, they said, we'll go a couple better than that. We'll give you a number seven. All right? Yeah. yeah. Is Ireland? In New Zealand, they said, yeah, we love a, love a bit of white snake. <laughs> yeah. Number 34. Oh, you don't love them that much. Nah. America, they said, ah, this sounds like, uh, oh, it's called the USA remix. We'll give it a number one, boy. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Nice. And in Canada, they said, hey, we're going to give it the number one, too. God, in kind um, this week, aren't they? Canada giving everything number yeah. one. Kent was like, yeah, I can't. Well, you know. I'm just telling you, it's the late 80s and I'm not giving anything good to anything that's not dance music, mate. I'm just right into my dance. So I can only give it a 24. 24. Yeah. He was a bit of a, a, bit of a new music snob back then, weren't you? Yeah, yeah I was, yeah. He got was really getting into my deep house. Got really into yeah. the, the rave scene later. Yeah. yeah, I was one of those unbearable people who like house. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the alarm. 
Rain in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah, I've sort of forgotten this song. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, if this is, I've listened was... to this album twice today and I still can't even fucking remember this song. <laughs> if I was in U2, I'd be like, fuck. Oh, it was the U2 one, yeah. And fucking desist. Yes, what yes, I do doing? remember this because it was just, I was just like, is this U2? It's insane. It's insanely yeah. like U2. Yeah. Like yeah, everything's just, like U2. It's sort of like U2, but not even as impressive. And no. it's just like, wow, when you're a bad U2 ripoff. Yeah, You're well, a they, bad band. They toured with you too. Really? Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, the band they do a Crocus. You know ACDC, there's this band called Crocus that's like a really prog album, and then they heard ACDC, and just everything sounded like ACDC after that. It's been there on tour, and they're just like, do you know what? This, this U2 band. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think what's boys happening are... is there's more than two musical yeah. things happening at the same time. There's not in this song, mate. Yeah. Well, these boys are from Rill in uh, Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So they're Welsh, you two. They had a few names, a few different names before they called themselves The Alarm, but their first name that they, they were was The Toilets. The Toilets. That's a good name. <laughs> they should have kept The Toilets. <laughs> it's really not fitting of their YouTube-sounding uh, songs. Oh, I've yeah, put, they are full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but sound just like you two, but look at these pricks. So they must have looked pretty shit. The video was like, like the video. they like outside, like oh yeah, yeah, church or somewhere Playing in the desert. In, yeah, sort of near a crumbly building in yeah. the mountains. Yeah. It, was like, it looked like yeah. Spain or somewhere yeah. like that. And then it starts raining, but it's not really raining. I think it's a rain tower or something. Isn't yeah, because it? it's the summertime. It wouldn't rain normally. No, that's a load of balls, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real shit. But yeah, yes, I remember this now because I remember just sitting there going like this. This is just. A really bad O2 ripoff. Yeah. O2. U2. O2. They're ripping off Oxygen Leopard. They should be called O2. That's what their name should be. Definitely Oxygen Thieves, if you ask me. Yeah, this this was just a waste of space. Yeah. How did we get on with this? Well, uh, the US Rock fans are loving this shit. I got to number six what? on the US Rock. Oh, the US Rock. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I need 71 on the billboard. Yeah. Good. Flying on the coattails of you two. In the UK, we said number 18. Yes, and yeah. that, thankfully, is the last we'll be seeing of the alarm. Good. Shitty alarm. Yeah, wow. Blame it on me. Oh, you can blame it on me. We're just sugar mash in the rain. The alarm will bring us rain in the summertime, but our next song talks about flicking through the channels on the TV on a Sunday in Milwaukee in the rain. Yeah. Because it's Marillion with Sugar Mice. Sugar Mice. The album version, that's a bit weird to release it as a single and specify that it's the album version, or is it that the album version is on now? I don't know, I think it's a lure to get people that are like, oh, I like this, I'll get the album. <coughs> what singles are supposed to do in the first place? Yeah. But, you know, Cause it's not maybe from, we really didn't know that. It's not from a Space Child. No, it's from the next one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the last album with Fish on it, Derek. Oh, I was, yeah, I was going to say, are we getting towards the end of the Fish era? Yeah, yeah they only did four albums with Fish and they've done uh, loads since, but um, it kind of reminded me of like Lavender's with Kaylee-esque lyrics yeah. about Love Dying. It was didn't do anything that the other two Meridian songs yeah, we had didn't do pretty better. similar 
to the Whereas album. I really like Incommunicado, which was another single off this album, but this one's oh, just right. a bit Meridian by Numbers. Yeah, it's oh, still quite nice. I liked though. it. I liked it, yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's probably one of the best ending songs that we've had. Yeah, oh yeah. Nice Usually song. they just do the ballads, like sort of R&B soul ballads and stuff. I didn't yeah. get me wrong, I did like it. It just didn't do anything new. No, it doesn't do anything new. It's pretty much, yeah, exactly what you expect from Meridian with Fish, but that's better than most of this shit. I thought it was really good. It's a yeah. really good story about an unemployed man who moves to the US to find a job and he leaves his family but he ends up drinking in a hotel bar in Milwaukee and blaming the government for all his problems. He drinks yeah. another kind of lager. <laughs> what was it? They're nursing their scotches in this one, aren't they? Oh, God, I've watched the video. I think it was, it was nice. The, the, the old man singing Fish's lyrics and then he walks into a pub or yeah. in the bar and you're like, wow. Yeah. Fish is an ugly front man. Uh, yeah, he's got a big old tartan suit on. Yeah, yeah, Guardian <laughs> tartan suit. What yeah. is it? Out Scott. Yeah, but and it's and it, I like the bit where he's in this wedding photo, but it's sort of like it's the photo, but it's all moving, and the yeah. guy behind him like turns and goes, "What a jerk!" <laughs> <laughs> that bit when he says things like "What a jerk," that's brilliant. That bit it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good video. Yeah. I think it was probably better than the other Meridian videos because it sort of yeah. told a story. Yeah, bit of green screen as well. Yeah, wasn't there? Uh, it's all sort of like black and white, but with a little bit of color. Yeah, you know, a little bit arty. Yeah, I like Meridian because like it's sort of unabashed, but it's not like really up its own ass. Yeah. it's got kind of this like naked truth to it. It's all like really sort of out there, isn't it? Like he's putting it all out there. He's just yeah. saying this is what happens. This is this is life, mate. And this is the music of life. <laughs> Sugar mice in the rain. Well, you know, he's, he's talking about the... It's nice to hear people talking about the dark side of the 80s, but without it being about the Cold War. It's yeah. kind of a different political angle. It's not directly political. It's more sort of... Uh, it t- takes the Bon Jovi everyman approach. It's more like confectionery-based. Yeah. yeah. But it's talking about... <laughs> you know, it's not just going, oh, it's really bad, all these Tory policies... You know, saying it's bad because this is what happens to people. You know, Gina works yeah. at the diner all day, and Tommy whispers and all that. You know, oh, Tommy and Gina again, fucking hell! Here yeah, I come. But and sugar mice taste like shit. I, I like sugar. I fucking horrible. I like them. I mentioned the Bon Jovi thing just because. <laughs> oh, he's ignoring the sugar mice conversation. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, come on. What do you think of sugar mice? <laughs> What are they like? The little pink mice? Yeah, yeah. What the mice that made of sugar? In, in pick a mix. No, no they've no, got no. like a bit of string for a yeah. tail. They're just like they're hard sugar, hard fucking sugar. I don't remember that. Were you just oh. eating tampons back in your childhood? No, sugar mice. I don't yeah. remember sugar mice. That's what the song's little... about. You've not understood the song at all, Jacob. I remember the UFOs. The oh, I remember them as well. Papery yeah. stuff with the sherbet in. No, yeah. I, like no, I don't like any of that sort of sugar-based stuff. You like rock? I hate rock. I like that. It's beer. just sugar. No, I don't, I don't yeah. like just sugar. Oh, but this is crumbly. Rock is just like rock hard and gets stuck in your teeth. This is like quite crumbly. Oh, anyway, the reason I was invoking oh, I want the sugar mice now. is just because <laughs> I don't really buy it with Bon Jovi that he really gives a shit about a couple of people down on their luck. Whereas Meridian, I do believe it. It feels authentic. Yeah. But are you become a Meridian convert now? Do you like Meridian? I never did dislike them. No, but I think before we were saying you should listen to Misplaced Childhood and stuff. Well, I'm definitely going to. So, yeah. So I wasn't sure if you had now and you'd yeah. like, you know, well, you you'd know, ride on the Marillion train like me and Jacob. Yeah, I probably won't be able to listen to it for a while because I want to listen to it like when it's a nice day. 
<laughs> winter's coming I don't want to listen to it in the winter I want to sort of like go out when the sun's all shining and listen to it okay yeah I feel like a child again UK two little ducks mate number 22 22 yeah and sadly that's Marillion's last entry finally oh. in the now series well they, they had some good ones yeah they were consistent yeah there you go is there anything else we yeah. need to discuss? There is, there is. We've got the 1987 Brit Awards, the first one that had a notable event happening at it. Is that the Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox presented one? No. Nope. I'm still waiting for no. that. Oh, We've got a couple of years to go before that, I think. Uh, so yeah, this one was held in the great room of Grosvenor House Hotel. Yeah. And it was uh, held on February the 9th, so just before Now 10 came out, and... Horrible, horrible, rubber-faced, fucking knobhead wanker Jonathan King presented it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was held during a BBC electrician strike. Ah. So, oh, not easy. They decided, so the people organising it decided to use a non-TV production company to make it instead, uh, called Upfront. But the event was picketed by the electricians and the broadcast scanner was rocked by protesters. Wow. Yeah, and it did shut off one of the big screens inside, but apart from that, nothing really went went wrong. And the show went as planned, so up front were in the good books of the Brits organisers and they persuaded them to move to a bigger venue and make it a bigger event. So this is when it starts to become more significant than an event. Mm. Um, so I think it was just like a nice dinner before that. So that continues to this day, but it's a different production company now that make it. So there we go. Oh, first we note, go. Brit- British album. Best British album. Yeah, best British album. Oh, God. No idea. Communards. Well... They seem to pop up a lot. Remix? No, no. It's much more obvious. Huge mega monolith of an album. It was them boys... Dire Straits with Brothers in Arms. Oh, oh. I forgot that's the trick answer to every single yeah. Brits question. Fuck you, I just, yeah. I just don't like to hear <laughs> and be reminded that that did that well. British single went to something that was on a VHS recently. The old Pet Shop Boys, where's Dan Girls... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So, what? Uh, so do we not get that on an actual Now album? No. What the fuck? That's the best Pet Shop Boys song yeah. all the ones we've had. Yeah. Tough shit, and we're not having it. Ah, okay. Best so single, we'll on the VHS. the funny hats and stuff, won't we? For another half-decent Pet Shop Boys song. Best British video. It's quite obvious. A very good one came out Spitting in 87. Land of Confusion. That should have bloody won it, actually. Well, no, it was one that was a little bit more groundbreaking. Reap Petit. Nah, people were lying under bits of glass for ages. Oh, Sledgehammer. Yeah, Sledgehammer, Peter Gabes. Okay. Best British Breakthrough Act, who broke through in 87 and had some really big singles. Wet, wet, wet. No, some young boys from up north. Uh, up north. Yeah, they live with you. The House Martins. Oh, yeah. 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 They Best, are good. I know Lime. Yeah. I'm glad they got a Brit. Yeah. Good lads. They deserve it. British female solo art. Head once we Who was the other one we like retained? Kate Bush. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give her all the Brits. Yeah. So staying on that theme, yeah. Best British uh, male solo artist who's been working with Bush recently. Pete Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel. Pete. Big Pete. Oh, Pete. really? British group. Madness, you two. No. Uh, stay out of my life 
remember that fucking hell it's only like a couple of hours ago yeah I don't it's know it's not even a couple I can't like, even remember that it might have even been the last one Fucking five star oh five star how are they winning shit five star because they were really big weren't they best British producer I think he's won it before Horn no oh we always go to Horn Hugh, Hugh Patchum no uh I'm pretty sure this guy's won it before. Nile Rogers, or was he just going to No, he's American. Okay. No. I don't know. Dave Stewart. Oh, Dave Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Davey. Oh, it's our favourite one. Classical recording. Nigel Kennedy. No. Seasons. Fine. Yeah. You've got one guess. No fucking idea. Come on, anyone. Any classical man. Any classical any man. Any classical man. Brett past Brennanoff. or present. It could be <laughs> them. No, it was... Uh, Grotesart. Grotesart. <laughs> fucking hell. No, it was uh, fucking hell. Who was it? <laughs> I don't know. You've got it in front of you, haven't yeah, you? I know, but I've put initials because it's so obvious. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so obvious. It's so obvious I didn't need to put Looking the name. at the initials. But now all I can think of is Julian Lennon Woods. But it's not. What like, is it? What is it? What's the initials? What's his fucking name? It's, oh, it's like the brother Julian of the Lloyd guy. Webber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obvious, mate. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't need to write it out. Julian LW. But then it was like Julian Lennon's a wanker, and I couldn't get past that. (laughs) Yeah, Julian Lloyd Webber and the Royal Philharmonic Edward Elgar's Cello Concerto. Elgar! Yeah, he's got a. It's the only way that Lloyd Webber. (laughs) It's the only way Julian's ever getting a brilliant (laughs) Cello Concerto, but he was pushing for that one. Best soundtrack was Top Gun. Don't know how that works. Playing with the boys. Yeah. Best international solo artist. Michael Jackson. No. Just Madonna. Had, no. Just had a big famous album out though. Lionel Richie. No. No. Big famous album that we've had. Yeah. Big famous album named after the place where Elvis lives. Oh. oh Grace, Paul Simon. Paul yeah. Simon. Really? Yeah. 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 International group. God, you'll never get this one. You'll never Sheik. get this one. You wear it on your wrist. Wristband. <laughs> Watch. Uh, what? What? Nah, watch. Like hippies wear hippie ladies sort of wear loads of metal ones. Lucy Bang Bangles. Band. Yeah, the Bangles. God, this is like a fun game of articulate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I prefer doing it like this. To do this right. <laughs> Outstanding contribution, right? 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 First, first words. First words uh, is character from South Park. Stan. Stan Dash. <laughs> no. No. Randy. Kyle. No. Eric. Yeah. Clapton. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, got the outstanding contribution. What was that contribution to drunken racist surrounds? Yeah. 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 Yeah, in the in the rich history of British musicians getting drunk and ranting and saying things that they shouldn't. That's our lot. That's it, those are the nineteen eighty seven Brit Awards. Wow. So I guess that's, for that's us for the, this week. Yeah. Until next week, disc two. If I leave you with one thing, just remember the bread buffer. It's yeah. The bread buffer. Always, always a bread buffer. Then you oh can eat whatever the fuck you like. And the other thing we've got to say is, you know, subscribe. Yeah. 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 Subscribe to the online and that. Yeah. Pop our RSS feeds in your feed box. Stick it in your feed box. All that stuff I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, we're on Twitter at NWT underscore podcast. We're on Facebook. You can search for us there. We're on all these different podcast platforms and stuff. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. 
podcast addict. Undercast. Yeah, that as well. Megacast. Yeah. H- okay, HTTP. That seems to be a big one. For wow, is it? Fucking heard of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that one. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. So that's different to iTunes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We might be on Google Podcasts. I can't see because it's not available in our country. So the feed might be out there getting take, getting like hit, but I don't know if it is or not. We have quite a lot of people listening in America. So if you are listening in America and you're doing it on Google Podcasts, let me know just so I know that we're on it or not. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Well, that was a long window. Didn't it? Yeah. Right. See you see later. You. See you later. Bye. <laughs>